everybody. Welcome back to Tennis Picks and Bets here on the Mayo Media Network with your host, John. We'll get to some day five picks in a bit, but first, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. And then, of course, like this video to let us know that you're enjoying the content. Drop a comment as to whether you hate one of my picks below. Do you like one of them? Do you agree with one of them? Do you have something else that you're going to be betting on? That can all be dropped in the comment section below. Also, be sure to check out the audio version of all of this content at Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets, The Mix, at whichever podcast app you use. If you're with iTunes, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe as well. Helps in the algorithms to get our content out to more people, and it's appreciated. All right, on to day five picks. We're going to start with the men, and we're going to finish with two picks on the women's side. First up, though, Gael Malthis, minus seven and a half against Christian Garin at minus 110. I mean, it, this one might be the most simple handicap I've done in these videos to date across the four majors that I've been doing these videos for the Mayo Media Network. Honestly, Guy Monfils is on absolute fire. When he's playing at his best, he is a top five, top 10, maybe top 20, but I think, you know, that that's underselling him uh, talent, okay? He is playing his best this season. He walked through the Adelaide, uh, the first Adelaide tune-up tournament Without dropping a set, he beat the likes of Tanasi Kokonakis in the semifinal in straight sets. Tanasi, a local hero in Adelaide, or a locally born player at least, extremely talented, hampered by injury, ended up winning the next Adelaide event. So that tells you the talent he has. Then he beat Karen Kachinov in the final. Again, very talented player who made huge strides a year ago on tour and is playing Rafa Nadal in what is one of the marquee matchups of the third round as well. So very, very talented Monfils, when he is on his game, he's almost unstoppable. One of the most freakishly athletic players in the history of men's tennis, let alone uh, on tour now. And when we're getting at minus seven and a half games here, I'm going to back it. We backed Alcaraz on minus seven games in a previous video. These longer spreads on the men's side can be tough on quicker courts. But look, again, Monfils has come to he he's come to Melbourne off of uh, some great form in Adelaide until he had to retire in the third set the previous week. Always tough to back up a championship or a title run in the very next week. And he's come here. He has not dropped a set. And the best part about it is when you're looking for these minus, and a half, minus seven and a half games, minus eight game spreads for the men, you're looking for straight sets wins. Malfis is two for two in that department. And you're looking for a few lopsided sets here and there while he's been on his run. Check mark in that respect as well. He's picked up some dominant sets in both of his first two rounds. The other factor here is Christian Garin. We talked about this in a previous video as well. Not that great for me on hard courts. He was down two sets to one against Pedro Martinez, who we were on as a slight underdog on the money line. We didn't get that one through. But And before that, he needed five sets to beat Facundo Bagnus, a clay court specialist. He has now played 10 sets of tennis in his first two rounds. So you combine the skill on hard courts, the overall talent level, the form, and then, of course, even the freshness level, the fatigue level. Everything points to Monfils here, and everything points to a Monfils straight set, straight sets blowout. So I'm going to go ahead and back that. It's my favorite play of day five. Next up, I want to head over to the women's draw, where we're going to take Camila Georgie on the over against Ash Barty. This is how I'm going to kind of go ahead and um, play the underdog in this in this respect. She's like plus 850 on the money line, which is just a little too much for me considering her talent. The over is at 18 and a half games at minus 110. That seems like a fairly low total for someone like Georgie who can take a set off of 
any woman in the world on any given day. She's that good. Her power is elite level. The problem is the consistency. So as a result, the plus six and a half games is something I've, I contemplated as well. But with her ability to lose her game and lose a set 6-1 or 6-love, really we're trying to look at either if she can compete for two sets and lose it in straights but keep them close, we go over this number. If this goes three sets, we uh, unless it's 6-love, love 6-6-love, six, six we go over this number. Just it gives us a little more wiggle room, I feel, um, that with her her kind of on and off game uh, than the spread does in this spot. So again, over 18 and a half against Ash Barty, best player in the world. That slice might trouble Georgie. Does she adjust well enough or does she just over hit against the low bouncing slice? We'll see. But with her talent and the fact that she has come through two rounds looking very impressive and hitting very well. Last time she did this was in Montreal in the summer. She won her, her biggest title of her career to date, absolutely blitzing through that field and playing some extremely quality players to do so. Yeah, I think that when we see her in this type of form, I don't want to be, you know, uh, uh, even if it's against Ash Barty or Serena Williams, I'm not going to say that she, you know, isn't in, in contention to win the match. She is absolutely right there when she's in this form with the best players in the world. So over 18 and a half seems way too low for me, considering how Georgie is playing, even against Ash Barty. That is at minus 110. Finally, Maria Sakari minus three and a half against Veronica Kudermatova, also in the minus 110 and minus 115 region. Frankly, this is one where we're just getting two players in different realms of competition for me anyway at this level Veronica Kudermatova one of the top maybe five doubles players in the world now elite doubles player last year her single suffered as a result as a result though her first two rounds I'm not gonna lie to you I faded her I took plus one and a half sets for both of her opponents who were well into the plus 200 to plus 250 range so plus one and a half sets was near even money just to grab one she cost me money in both those matches, so I can admit that. But Elena Gabriela Ruz is not Maria Sakari, right? Neither was the first round competition, Claire Liu, Maria Sakari. This is one of the best players in the WTA for me. She hasn't won a slam yet, but her, her chokes and her mental problems usually come into play in the second weeks of slams, not in the first, second, third round. She is an elite player. She hits well. She improved her serve big time. For those of you who are loyal uh, viewers of these tennis videos, you'll know how much I've spoken about her being the fittest player on tour, the strength, the endurance, everything. She's got power. She moves well. Again, the serve has improved over the last few years. And I think she's just too much to handle for Veronica Kudermatova, who again, 6'4", 6'4", 7'5", in three of her four sets against much lesser competition. Not the most inspiring results. Her record is great this year, but the the, the convincing nature of her wins, not so much. The talent level of her opposition, not so much either. So again, Maria Sakri, minus three and a half games at minus 110. If you're under four games here, I think you I think the books have it wrong. I think this should be above four and they should make you lay the hook at four and a half. So I think you're getting a nice game edge here on what the books and market are offering you. Finally, before I wrap this up, I do want to touch on one more match. I don't have a bet on it. It is one that I just recommend everybody watch. For those of you who are casual fans or just into betting, one match to watch, Matteo Berrettini against Carlos Alcaraz. Do yourselves a favor and watch this third-round match. Absolutely incredible potential to be what we call in tennis a popcorn match. Sit down with your popcorn and enjoy. Guys who can rip forehands, guys who can serve well. You're going to get the athleticism of Alcaraz trying to run down the power of Berrettini. It has everything you'd want. 
Alcaraz is a favorite, which has surprised some of the world considering Berrettini is a top 10 player, but he's a deserved favorite because he has the edge everywhere except for the serve and forehand. And when he's serving, he neutralizes the forehand uh, advantage of Matteo Berrettini. So that is a match to watch. I just wanted to throw that out there. I don't do that often, but it's certainly one I'd recommend everybody try and tune into or, you know, DVR, whatever you have to do uh, to try and watch it. It should be fun. Thanks again for watching. Make sure you subscribe to the Mayo Media Network YouTube channel, like this video, and we'll be back for some day six picks later.